Hey, Mel. Bri here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty... Daddy! Hey, Mikey! If you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as... Right. Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart. Brian. Welcome back to Better Living. I'm your host, Nick Carissimi. Wrapping up our conversation about one community. I just got done with Nick Galanis, president. We started off with Tony Brinker, founder and CEO. We now turn to Dwayne Thompson. He is the chief of staff of One Community. How are you doing today? I'm doing fine, thank you. Glad to be here. How you feel? I feel great. How are you? I'm doing really good. Doing really good. All right, so I love doing the longer interviews with organizations like this. You talk to different representatives. You understand this organization better. Uh, you are chief of staff of One Community. What do you do for the organization? Well, I recently retired from Dallas Police Department back in January after 27 years, and so uh, my role is a, is a dual role, whereas I I act as a liaison, if you will, between uh, law enforcement and the community. And so a lot of our programs uh, uh, involve law enforcement and community, so I go out and, and I work with both sides to bring them together and and to help pull off the events and things that we're trying to do. What did you do for DPD? Uh, as all officers, I started off in, in patrol years ago and uh, spent the majority of my career as an investigator. Were you? Are you from Dallas? No, I am not. I'm from Ohio. How did you wind up at DPD if you're from Ohio? Well, I, I was in the United States Army. I was a captain in the Army. And uh, after uh, Operation Desert Storm, Desert Shield, uh, I, I was uh, in Oklahoma at Fort Seal, had never been to Texas in my life, and and uh, the Dallas Police Department was recruiting in Oklahoma at the time, and and I was just kind of being nosy, seeing what was going on, and 27 years later, here I am. Was it something that you expected that you would do? No, no, not at all. Uh, at the time, the, the, the armed forces were downsizing, and I was undecided as to what I was going to do. Actually, I was getting ready to take another deployment and uh, just kind of thought about it for a minute and say, hey, let me check this out. And like I said, 27 years later, I am. Were you an MP? No, I was military intelligence slash, slash MP. So obviously, you know something about that. All right. So you, uh, have, so you had a little bit of right. understanding of what you were getting into. Exactly. And you decided to be DPD. And so you worked in the homicide division, too, I believe? Yes, I did. Okay. So you spent 27 years with the Dallas Police Department and you retire did you know you wanted to get involved or you wanted to stay involved somehow with law enforcement in the community? No. Actually, what happened was I was thinking about retiring, but I hadn't made up my mind. And uh, this opportunity came along actually uh, last September. And so uh, over the course of a few months uh, of meeting with Ms. Brinker and, and, and being able to see the program and traveling with her around the United States while I was still pretty much active with DPD, she offered me a, a position, and and I felt it to be attractive, and and and, I, and everything else is history. <laughs> what about the organization spoke to you? Being in law enforcement for so long, being a part of the community for so long, seeing the good and bad of the city of Dallas, what made you want to be a part of one community? Well, a lot of the successes that I had as an investigator, uh, it came by way of help from the community, and that was something that I passed on to my colleagues. Uh, I was a trainer for years uh, with Dallas, and, and I would always impress upon officers that uh, in order to have any success, 
in terms of doing what uh, peace officers do. You have to have the help of the community. And so this was a no-brainer for me because, uh, as the title says, one community, it's all about getting out, reaching out, and talking to people and having people understand that you're original and genuine. And so it was very attractive, and it's something that I like to do. And I enjoy talking to people and being around people. And, and sometimes people realize whether whether you're for real or whether you're genuine. So that's the scope of what we do is building those types of relationships and getting people to trust in you. And then you, you have everything you need after that. Working with the community, is that something that you had to learn the hard way as a police officer? Or did someone teach you that, the idea that you really have to be involved with the community and be a part of them to better serve them? It's a little bit of all of it. You know, as a kid growing up in Ohio, uh, uh, even now, I was heavily involved in the church. And so, you know, I was a community-type police officer. That, that's just the kind of guy I was. And so there was really no transition involved coming to one community. But it was important uh, for me uh, to be able to to, to impress upon Ms. Brinker and and, and Nick that I was someone that that they could trust it, understood and understands the the importance of how we interact with the community and, and what it is I could bring to the table to make it work. Is there a tip or a trick that you're able to use to bring together the community and law enforcement? I think that after conversations start, they kind of just naturally flow. It's easy. Sometimes starting that conversation can be tough. You talk about how that's how you spent your career. It's what made you successful as a detective. And now you're bringing that to one community. How do you start these conversations and learn to bring these two communities together? You know, I think everybody, just kind of like what Nick said, um, and thinking back when I was uh, with, with Dallas and working cases, when you meet people you, they don't know you and you don't know them. And, and sometimes after a minute of just talking and, and going back and forth, we realize that we share things and we have things in common. And sometimes before discussing business, you can just talk a little bit about, you know, I'm from Ohio. Where are you from? And the next thing you know, people kind of forget, you know, this guy, he's a cop or this guy is this or the guy is that. And now you're just two people talking. Mm. And I think for the most part, most people are like that. You know, I think we, uh, sometimes take for granted that we're all pretty much the same. You know, we all have our baggage. I have mine. And, but you know, if we can learn to just talk and work things out and, and be who we are and be original, people appreciate that. And they do. And the next thing you know, you've made friends and you've made friends with people that whom you probably never in your wildest dreams uh, would have thought that you would have been a friend of. For some of these gatherings that you guys have, do the first responders, do they wear uniforms or are they in street clothes? Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. And so, and that's a good thing also because it's always amazing, you know, after sitting there eating with someone and, and then this guy realizes this guy's a cop or this person is this. And, and it lets them know that, hey, this guy is exactly like me. You know, this person has kids and they go to church and they hang out and do things like I do. So it's just beautiful being able to see the things that one community has been able to to do and, and 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 the possibilities of what we can do if we just get people to to, to get on board and participate and and help out and uh and, and we can change the world not just us this not just one community all of your organizations and your nonprofits and your your boy scouts and your girl scouts all collectively we can change the world there's a ton of different services and programs that this organization provides. Is there one that stands out to you? Is there something that one community does that you really like? Yes. Well, I like all the programs, but, 
you know, I have some that are my favorite. Uh, particularly, uh, I like Shop Talk a lot, and I also uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of Foundation of Trust, Speed of Trust, Foundation of Trust, because it gives uh, people a chance to to really get together and interact and work things out. And I don't want to piggyback Nick, but uh, the things that Chief Spivey and Irving has done to me has been paramount. And I'm just praying that all of our departments, not only locally but abroad, take notice of some of the great things that that he has done because those programs allow for all of us to get involved. You know, not just peace officers, but, you know, moms, dads, and regular everyday people to get involved and just see the beauty of what it's like when you come together. What he's done out there has been phenomenal. How important is it to have administration and uh, just guys in the force be a part of this organization? Does it matter to have one or the other? Do you need both? How does that work as far as bringing the institution in? You know, I, I think I'm qualified to say this and because I spent 27 years on the job. And it all starts with the chief of police because the chief of police, he or her, they're there to set directives, and those directives are followed uh, by the people that come below them. And so anytime you have a chief uh, that says, this is what I want to do, and not only say it, but actually do it. And, and I've, I've had eyes on that program, and I've been there, and I've seen it. And there's something impressive about when you see the chief of police serving lunch to, to men and women of the community, and there's no media there. You know, there's no one there taking pictures. He's doing it because he is concerned about building a genuine relationship with people. And so, you know, it starts at the top. You know, once that commander or that chief decides, I want change in my community, and when they do the things overtly to make that happen, then it trickles down. And so that's the key to it. You know, you have to have chiefs and and commanders with open minds and willing to do the type of things to bring people together. What do you hope for for this organization? What do you want to see this organization achieve? What do you want it to do? Well, I'm hoping there comes a time, and it feels like it's happening now when when we're all over the United States. And because when that happens, it, it, it'll be clear that, that we're really beginning to touch a large majority of people. And so that's exciting to me. It's a little, it's a little uh, too much for me right now and because uh, this is all new. But uh, to be global would be huge. How long have you been in with the organization? Oh, my Lord. It's been eight months, so I'm still <laughs> I'm still trying to, to get the water off my feet. It's exciting, though, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Have you worked with nonprofits before? No, this is the first time for me, and I feel more like a citizen. I am a citizen now, and so I feel more like a citizen and a peace officer, and I'm and, and, that, and that's fine with me because I, I like being the, the citizen now who at any time can revert back in my mind of what it takes to make both those sides come together. Does it feel weird sometimes to know that you're a citizen now? Yeah, but that's okay because uh, it, it, it's okay because uh, I've looked forward to becoming a citizen for so long, uh, whereas uh, that's not my responsibility on that end. So now I've taken on another responsibility, that of the citizen, and I'm hoping uh, for all of your listeners uh, that we as citizens have a duty and we have an obligation to uh, to get involved to participate and to love each other and to get behind organizations like One Community and say, look, here, what can I do to help? Are you guys looking for volunteers? Absolutely. I piggyback, Nick. We're looking for donations, volunteers, supporters, fans, you know, you name it. That's what we're looking for. We're like any other organization. You know, the more, the better. 
Dwayne Thompson is the chief of staff for One Community, their website, onecommunityusa.org. It was great speaking with you. I really appreciate your time today. Thank you for having me. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.